You're listening to Dramas Over Flowers with Saya, Anissa and Borma. Hi everyone, I'm Saya. I'm Anissa. <laughs> and I'm Borma. <laughs> Welcome to our first What's Up in Drama Land. We skipped January. Did you guys notice? Did you miss us? <laughs> we were so exhausted. <laughs> We had like a marathon. What was it? Eight hours recording? Eight hours. Oh my yeah. God. For, For the year and yak. Yeah, year and yak. If that had been a single episode, it would be a five and a half hour episode, is it? Something like that. <laughs> oh, you yeah, glad easily. we broke it up. <laughs> yeah, we we distributed it over January across three episodes. We hope you enjoyed that. And now we are back with What's Up in Drama Land and new dramas that are going to be releasing in February. There's so many dramas releasing in February. The first one to come is Forecasting Love and Weather, also known as Weather People, which comes out on February the 12th. It's a 16-episode Saturday-Sunday drama on JTBC and Netflix. And it stars Pang Min Young, Song Gang, Yoon Park, and Yura. And it is a romance drama about the work and love in the office of the National Weather Service. <laughs> it's got such a funny description. It's hotter than tropical nights and more unpredictable than localized heavy rains. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that though being a weather person is that exciting. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I guess we don't what know because do we, we, exactly. we don't do that job. Yeah, exactly. Well, I do work in a newsroom. <laughs> but not in a weather room. <laughs> No, I don't. Yes. It could be a whole different ball game there. Right. So, <laughs> Pang Min Young plays a character called Jin Hak Young, who is an intelligent and highly organized individual who does everything by the book and is fastidious, not finicky, about keeping her personal and professional life separate. No one will understand why I said that. <laughs> no, I'm the only one who got that. <laughs> Shall I briefly explain? Yeah, go on. <laughs> when we were talking about Beyond Evil in the last part of the year and yak there was a word i was looking for to describe yojingu's character and the word i was looking for was finicky and i couldn't come up with it then but that's the word yeah and the word i was thinking was fastidious exactly but i couldn't think of it either <laughs> <laughs> so Pang Min Young's character is fastidious about keeping her personal and professional life separate. Due to her cold demeanor she has few friends at work and has become a quote unquote outsider by choice Song Gang plays a character called Ishu, who is a free spirit who is always thinking outside the box. Although he can appear clumsy, he boasts an impressive IQ of 150, and he's able to achieve anything once he sets his fantabulously, monstrously IQ'd mind to it. However, in spite of his... That was size in search. However, in spite of his intelligence and abilities, all he cares about is the weather. Yoon Park plays a character called Hang Gi-jun, who is a handsome and quick-witted character with a silver tongue. Using his formidable powers of persuasion, he eventually gets scouted by the spokesperson's office. Who's the spokesperson? Of what office? After struggling in the early days of his career at the weather service. However, because he's lived his entire life as a model student, he has a hard time dealing with failure. Yura plays a character called Che Yujin, who is a daily weather reporter. Although she went into her job with lofty dreams of breaking news, exciting scoops and on-site reports, she's ultimately assigned to the weather and lifestyle team, which sounds like the worst team to be in. And while she was initially disappointed by the assignment, she eventually comes to grow fond of her job. 
That sounds a lot like jealousy incarnates like that. It does, doesn't it? Job, right? I was thinking that too. <laughs> except she's not cold and an outsider by choice. She's warm and an outsider not by choice. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys seen the trailer for this? Uh, yes. Some teasers, yeah. It also kind of reminds me of Jiri-san, which is like super yeah. dramatizing. The Like it's kind of a work drama, but with a lot of drama drama thrown in as well. Yeah, like he's like, the Situation Room is the beating heart of this organization. You can't tell a heart when to beat. And I'm just like, um, <laughs> what? Yeah, and like the real, like the reality of the job may not be quite as dramatic as that. But it's TV, it's drama, so you have to throw in as much mellow as you can. I mean, I guess they know where they're coming from. But when they said that thing in the opening part of the trailer about how like Korea is the it's the one place in the world where it's like the most difficult to predict the weather. I was like, come on. I live in a place where the weather changes every half an hour. And it's like a running joke among North Carolinians. <laughs> so I don't I don't know. I don't really buy that. Yeah. What do you guys think of the pairing? Pang Min Young, Song Kang. I'm very skeptical. I just honestly don't think Song Kang has like earned a Pak Min Young romance yet. He still looks like a kid to me. Agreed. Yeah. I also just like from the trailer, it seems like he's her direct supervisee at work. Oh. And I just don't want to see a romance mm. between a young guy and his like female mentor at work, like his direct yeah. mentor. That's a bit find yourself right? That dynamic. Yeah, which, which is kind of why they made him the super huge genius person, right? <laughs> like it balances out the power dynamic in the minds of the producers. Right. Not in reality, though. Hmm. But you know, I would you know. rather have seen Yunbuk play the hero here. He's Ooh, underrated yeah, and been... underused. Same here. Same here. And Agreed. I think he's on a level with Pang Min Young. He also sounds like a more interesting person. Yes. <laughs> like from his character description, that's like a very real thing that people go through. You know, like being an A student all through school and then you get to work and you're like, I've never failed. And then you like fail because now yeah, you're that's happened to dealing me. with real situations. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm also, I can relate to that, you uh, know? So like, that's a very relatable and interesting struggle that can also be funny and, you know, provide for a lot of character growth. Like, I don't want to see another 25 year old <laughs> genius pretty boy who like, anyway. <laughs> I might also be reaching Songkak's saturation after 2021. I just, mm. I mean, he pro he probably wasn't in that many, who was he? Like, I saw him in Sweet Home, then I saw him in Nevertheless, then I saw him in uh, Navillera, and then I saw him in, oh, in Love Alarm Season 2. Um, I mean, I, I don't think Love Alarm Season 2 was 2021, but like, Nevertheless and um, Navillera were very close, like, in their airing mm. schedule. So I can definitely see why you would feel a bit saturated. I watched it both. in 2021. Oh, <laughs> so okay. for me, that it's would make like sense. too much Song Kang. I mean, he's fine. He's fine. But why is he everywhere? <laughs> I, I mean, it's not his fault that you watched Level Arm 2 <laughs> in 2021. But you know what I mean, right? Like, I think he's a good actor. But yeah. like, he's so pretty that I think he is skipping steps. Like, everybody is like, let's put that face while it's that young and in that, you know, exact way on as many dramas as possible to, like, maximize our profit off him. Yeah. But he hasn't, like, as an actor, I don't think he has flexed his chops right. enough. He doesn't have quite as much range as the roles sometimes demand but then he might surprise us yeah and, and i haven't seen a lot of his work so i'm probably off the mark here but i just don't find him very interesting to watch mm. uh, he's kind of like a one-trick pony at 
or maybe a two trick pony, not in a rude way. I mean, I've, I like him and I've liked him in the dramas I've seen him in, which is all of one drama. <laughs> Never let her. But he, he does seem a bit limited when it comes to very layered emotions. I also just, I want for Pak Min Young, I want better roles for her. Yes. I want her to be able to stretch. And I mean, it doesn't have to be like healer, although I would love something like healer, but like, Something other than this perfectly put together mm. professional woman who falls in love at work. I do feel like she's just doing the same role over and over. Mm. She's done it at least yeah. three times at this point, And I'm t- I am tired of that. It makes me forget how good she is. Yeah. And her private life kind of teased us with giving us something different. But then eventually it just ended up being mm. the same thing. You know, like we didn't the promise of her seeing her fangirl life. Like, I don't think that was like fully fulfilled in a way no it totally got overshadowed yeah which was disappointing because it could have been really interesting it was the same with i'll find you when the weather is fine as well is that she started off as this very interesting complicated character and then she just sort of went very left she ended up uh, as like this weird gaslighter yeah (laughs) she became terrible yeah it was the worst oh god i was was... like who are you what have you done to everyone in your life it was yeah yeah, yeah. That was weird, re- weird writing, weird writing at the end of that. Do you think that she's like pigeonholed herself? Like, is she choosing these roles? I mean, I'm sure she's getting a lot of different stories, man. Mm-hmm. Though, to be fair, so I, I have a friend who is like, she and her partner are both writers and, and, and her partner is a director right now. So I, I stayed with them for a few days and I got like a close up look on how like casting happens. And it's like the director and the writer, they're discussing who they should cast and they look at their previous body of work. We all assume that that is how it must be. But like the director or the writer needs to be able to envision the person in a new role. And for what Park Meeting has done in the last few years is very hard to like envision her in a new kind of role because like I suppose at this stage she has to get out of her mainstream comfort space and be like I'm gonna do like an indie drama or something that's slightly low budget I might not get paid that much but I need to break um the stereotype that I've kind of gotten myself into but maybe she's comfortable where she is which Mm. is a good way Mm. to like end your career early honestly because how long is she is she going to do this I want to see her do the Pakshine, like just go and do these like oh, action oh, heroine. I yes, so please. want to see her do an action heroine role. Yeah, well, see, like, yeah, Pakshine is an example of someone who was like, I'm not going to stay in these kind of roles. I want to do something different. Mm-hmm. And she did. And she was very successful. So I'm sure it's a combination of getting typecast and like your own choices and maybe like what your agency is pushing for and how they're advocating for you. I'm sure that has an impact, too. And like the general population's like image mm-hmm. of what they want to see from you. I mean, even if she had a haircut, it would feel different. Right? But she just looks like she's <laughs> the same character in everything. I know. She's had that same high, sleek ponytail for like three dramas. <laughs> right. And it's beautiful, but it's very same e. Yeah. yeah. All right. We should move on to the next show. We we should just uh, one thing. Love Alarm 2 did come out in 2021, in March of 2021. They actually made people wait really? for two years. Yeah. Well. I remember <gasps> this. They just stopped the season one at like this, the worst place. And they were like, we will not tell you when the next part is coming out. And everybody <laughs> thought they were just not going to release season two. Wow. Let me- 2021 was a long year. Yeah. Mm. So that's it for Forecasting Love and Weather, which comes out on February the 12th. 
The next show is 2521, airing on February 12th. It's a 16-episode Netflix TVN drama. The episodes are going to be 70 minutes long. It stars Nam Joo Hyuk as Baekhyu Jin and Kim Tae-ri as Nahido. The story is set in 1998 and tells the tale of youth who find new direction and growth after having their dreams taken away. Two people first meet when they are 22 and 18 years old. It's it takes no guess at all to uh, understand that the guy must be 22 and the girl must be 18 <laughs> and fall in love years later when they turn 25 and 21. Why is this so important? I mean, that must be part of the story, right? Why is that emphasis on age so important? So Nahido, which is Kintiri, is a member of her high school fencing team. Due to South Korean financial crisis, the high school fencing team gets disbanded. Getting through all the difficulties, she becomes a member of the Saber Fencing National Team. Oh, that's nice. Some fencing on my screen. Okay. The South Korean financial crisis also causes Baekhyun Jin, which is Nam Joo Hyuk, uh Baekhyun Jin's father's business to go bankrupt. This leads to a life change for Baekhyun Jin from living the life of a wealthy person to a poor person. While studying, he works part-time jobs like delivering newspapers. Later, he becomes a sports reporter for a broadcasting network. I'm going to guess that at some point in this drama, when the boy's father is going through financial crisis, the boy is going to be like, "I am not worthy of you because I'm poor now <laughs> and I will step away." And that is why there is a time skip. <laughs> I mean, well, I do think it's interesting in the sense that like And it does seem like you said that the girl is younger. If she's in high school and he's in college when they first meet and then like, you know, a few years later, she's in college and he's working. That that's like an interesting shift in, you know, their life situation and their maturity level. So, and it and it's pretty explicit about how they don't fall in love until they meet again, which I like that they didn't fall in love while she was still in high school. Mm-hmm. That's different. It's new. <laughs> like cuz you change so much in between high school yeah, and college true. like you almost become like a new person and then again when you leave university and go out into the workforce it's like a big kind of growth period especially since you know he also has this i'm assuming he was a spoiled rich kid and then all of a sudden he had to like pay for his own college tuition and you know and like we start from nothing so like that's interesting to me like seeing them sort of meet again and things have changed so much for them and they've like matured hopefully in an interesting way I like the fencing. I like the fencing. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I'm not sure I buy Kim Tae-ri as someone this young though. She has a lot of charisma and presence. So that's a weird choice to to choose her to be like an 18-year-old and then a 21-year-old. How old is she in real life? 31. Really? No way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought yep. she was actually in her early 20s. What? She looks it. So she does look I it. I guess. Yeah. It's not her look, but it's like her bearing she doesn't carry herself like an 18 year old you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i mean i'm she's, she's a really good actor so i'm sure she can like do carry herself the way she needs to but it's just not a choice that i would have mm-hmm. thought of that easily interesting anyway Maybe. i'm always for like casting people close to their own age in general <laughs> like that's just a thing that especially for high school yeah. college roles but that's not always feasible that doesn't yeah. usually happen yeah maybe yeah. her 21 year old version has requires gravitas or a certain you know a witty personality which kim tae-ri can deliver we'll find out once things start airing yeah so that was 2521 airing on february 12th the next one is crazy love that's airing on february 14th 
It's a Monday, Tuesday, 16 episode drama. It's going to be on IHE and KBS2. 70 minutes long. I guess that's just becoming our new standard. <laughs> it stars Kim Jae-uk and Crystal. I have no idea what to think about this. So let's just read the synopsis. The, this crazy romance drama is about a man who pretends to have amnesia when he is told <laughs> he will be murdered. And a woman who pretends to be his fiance when she is told she doesn't have much time to live. No Go-jin, that's Kim Jae-uk, is the CEO of GoTop and the top math instructor in the country. Ishina, Crystal, is her, his secretary with zero presence. <laughs> she is at the top of the company when it comes to sincerity and responsibility, but she is so quiet, introverted, and hopeless at bragging that she seems non-existent. And I watched this. It's not really a trailer, but it's more like a promotional video, but it says that she's doing it for revenge, pretending to be his fiance. Revenge against so that's him. An additional layer. I mean, I, I guess. <laughs> Who else would it be against if she's only a fake fiance? I mean, I don't know. I, I guess we'll find out. It kind of like, sounds crazy and funny. Looks great, but I don't know what to think about this. <laughs> it could either be really good or a complete train wreck. I am not against Kim Jae-woo getting to be a CEO again. <laughs> or so he true. does it so you well. <laughs> but Crystal, dude, I'm really excited about seeing Crystal getting a lead role. I think I... um fangirled about her a couple of like we were talking about police university now yeah. <laughs> crystal okay so um she was really good in that <laughs> so i'm really excited about this and also of course kim jay walked back on my screen as the main lead it has been too what, long <laughs> yeah right in what appears to be a romantic comedy yes absolutely okay just please don't kill him at the end or her <laughs> i just i cannot take that right now kate ramas please just let's not do that this time <laughs> Cool. I do I do like this pretending to have amnesia instead of actually <laughs> having amnesia because he is so good at comedy yeah. and I can just see this being so hilarious. Agreed. I just want this to be the funniest drama. Please. <laughs> yeah, that would be the drama that I need right now. And it's Valentine's Day drama, so it can't go dark. It's not allowed to. <laughs> is, that, is that a rule? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Saya told you. All right, that's Crazy Love, February 14th. Next up is Grid, which comes out on February the 16th. That is a 10-episode drama on Disney Plus. Some, it's called, I always get this name wrong. I don't even care. I'm just going to call them Disney Plus. And I'm not sure if this is like dropping all at once on a Wednesday or if it's every Wednesday. Um, but it's once a week. Just to clarify the Disney Plus thing, like who knows if this is like all Disney Plus because um, yeah, I was gonna say only mm -hmm. came out Disney Plus Asia, so like I don't even know. I don't think the Disney Plus dramas are sort of released to English speaking audiences in like the US or the UK or anywhere like that, which is kind of weird. A strange choice. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. you've got your built in audience and the. There's so many. Do you think this is like a case of them just not understanding who the audience is? Probably. I mean, it's like why Disney Plus just suddenly decided to get into K-dramas. So I'm sure they didn't put a lot of... They probably were like, oh, Squid Game was the biggest show in the world. Let's buy a Korean drama. Sure, but fair, like... Though, only Asians would be interested in watching <laughs> media about Asian people. So why would we make it available anywhere other than Asia? Oh, God. It's just yeah. such a strange choice. I can envision like an executive saying that. <sighs> but so uh, Snowdrop, for instance, did really well in uh, Disney Plus Korea. So, you know, at least 
maybe they're not all wrong about like it would be better to have it in other countries but maybe that's more like a licensing thing than but they own know, the uh, drama more or less <laughs> like point. how can it be a licensing thing it's there Disney product. doesn't share licensing rights with anybody else <laughs> So, in any case... And they have the money. Yeah. Right. They have all the money. All the money. So strange. So, yeah, in any case, let's talk about what the drama is actually about and who's in it. So, this stars So Gang Joon, Kim Ah Joon, Kim Mu Yeol, Lee Shi Young, and Kim Sung Joon. All people we haven't seen for quite a long time. I'm excited. This... Oh, oh, most important thing, I'm sorry, before I even tell you what the drama is about, is that this is uh, Lee Seon's project, uh, The Writer of Stranger. So exciting love her i'm just i'm so excited for this drama so the synopsis goes in 1997 a mysterious ghost saved humankind and then disappeared it reappears again 24 years later and helps a serial killer escape uh and the main characters pursue the ghost for different reasons the ghost is played by Yi young um which is just she's the one i'm most excited for right. i love her so much I, i'm actually really excited also for sogan jun and kima jun because both of them are so good and, like, I watched the trailer and it's got serious Circle vibes and I loved Circle. It's just got sort of that sci-fi edge um, rather than it being... Mm. Like, a ghost would make you think oh, it might be more towards the horror side, but it seems much more sci-fi-ish than it does. I mean, there were multiple shots of people, like, inserting knives into their own arms oh, in the trailer. So, I mean, it <laughs> I does think I missed look that a little gory for me. <laughs> I don't know about that. I do like So Gang Jun and Kim Ah Jung, but like Yi Xiang's just on another level for me. I haven't seen her in a drama for a really long time. I stan. Look out. Oh, that's true, but that was ages ago. She was she was incredible in that though. It reminds me, I might want to rewatch. Also, that. her TikTok is like the funniest thing. I was thing waiting ever. for you to mention her TikTok. <laughs> her TikTok is if you haven't seen her TikTok, it's hilarious. <laughs> like I don't what I don't have TikTok, but my sister shows me funny videos. And she makes these like comedy shorts on there that are like hilarious the charmingest and funniest thing ever <laughs> so this actress is from boys over flowers right who is she in? Uh, i think that was her debut it was a million it was a years ago role. yeah it was a teeny role i know her face a lot of stuff i'm trying to figure out where i've seen her but i don't think i've watched any of her dramas oh that's I interesting have watched, oh i watched her on you Sweet haven't seen look out i've watched her on Sweet Home. <laughs> I, I didn't realize. You haven't watched Lookout? I haven't watched Lookout. Oh my no. God, go and watch it immediately. <gasps> That's your homework. You'll love it. Yeah. <laughs> You'll okay. love it. Is that a drama? Why isn't this yes. on the list? It's, yeah, it's a oh, drama. It is? It's, it's also called, it's also called um, The Guardian. Oh, oh yeah, it. yeah. Found it. Right. Found it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've seen her the in weird Sweet Hope. And I was bad like, this translation. Her face looks so familiar. Where have I? Couldn't be Boys Over Flowers. I don't even know what character she played. She probably doesn't even know what character she played. It's oh. so long ago. Okay. Yes. So, yes. Now I'm excited about the book. <laughs> I don't know. On one hand, I love this writer and I love the cast. But on the other hand, this isn't really my genre of interest. So I guess I'll wait for you guys to tell me. So you don't it. trust Isian? <laughs> <laughs> what treachery I do I just I just I don't know if it's like because of the place I'm at in my life but it takes me a lot of there's a really high barrier to entry for me in something where there's like a whole world of world building that I have to like learn about mm. for me to, you know what I mean yeah. I that's why I like slice of life and like rom-coms yeah, and sense. even historicals 
is because you don't have to like learn about a whole fictional like world mm-hmm. before you can get into the story. And I know like for you guys, that's part of the enjoyment. But for me, it just makes me feel tired. <laughs> no, I can understand that. That makes no sense. I can and I'm trust sure the writer, definitely. I recently started watching Life, finally, after ages. And it, it's it's really good. It gets really good, especially from episode two. Um, but yeah, so I can trust the writer. The director is pretty new to drama making, though. Like he has like two movies. Uh, no, wait, one movie, The Divine Move. And has been an assistant director somewhere else in terms of credit. That doesn't necessarily mean it's not going to be amazing. It just, it's a really interesting story. It's a new director. So it's really a writer's game right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Issa Young has usually been paired with very experienced directors before. So this is like a lot, like a lot is hinging on mm-hmm. her craft. So it should be interesting to watch. I am excited about Seo Kang Jung. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I, last thing I saw him in was Watcher. Oh no 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 no! When the weather was fine, but the last thing I remember him so like you know as this sort of class of character is Watcher. Like yeah. he's good at ambiguity, but also that kind of sort of innocence that can um, mm. be a cover of for darkness. I don't know if that makes sense. I, I think that comes out really well. And are you human? Yeah, are you human too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too. which right? I haven't Especially watched yet, like but the... I want to. It's been on my list for several years. I don't think this is a huge spoiler at this point. Like there is a doppelganger thing that happens in, yeah, right? So it really comes out well in that, you know, darkness versus the innocence thing. He he, Yeah, it really, it's it's like properly emphasized. Yeah, see, this is the the thing with Sogangjun is that he, again, is one of those actors who you can see getting better with each role, which is very uh, satisfying to watch. Agreed. It is. It really is. It's been really nice to see him grow. So that is Grid, which is coming out on February the 16th, which we may or may not be able to watch, depending (laughs) on where they decide to release it. Next up, we have 39, airing on February the 16th. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't couldn't hold myself back. Go ahead. I've been watching teasers of this like for a month right now. Yeah, I'm very excited. Okay, so... It's a Wednesday, Thursday, JTBC Netflix drama. Duration is 70 minutes. The cast of character, we come to the meet. Oh. You have Son Yujin, you have John Mido, and you have Kim Ji Hyun. I don't actually know who Kim Ji Hyun is. <laughs> Who's Kim Ji Hyun? I think she's a slightly newer actress, but like okay, the okay, other okay, two. Cool. But we do love Son Yujin and uh, John Mido. Son Yujin of the crash landing on you. If if that's like the only thing you've ever watched, you would know her from there. <laughs> and John Mido from Hospital Playlist, where she was like, she yeah. transitioned from theater kid to like a, a TV person. And now she's like high in demand, very justified. Okay, the story. Leaning on each other through thick and thin, a trio of best friends stand together as they experience life, love, and loss on the brink of turning 40. Cha Mijo, played by Sonia Jin, is the head dermatologist of a clinic in Gangnam. Ooh, she's rich. You can tell she's rich. <laughs> she is a warm character who grew up in a wealthy environment with a caring family and everything she could wish for. Now, Jung Chanyong, played by John Mido, Dreamed of becoming an actress, but ended up becoming an acting teacher instead. Ooh, this, that's, that's like really a, those sad. who can <laughs> yeah, do and those who can't. <laughs> that's a teach. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, that's, 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 that's harsh. Yeah, hard. 
Although her way of speaking may seem blunt and harsh, the sincerity in her words makes her a character impossible to hate. You know, after hospital playlist, I don't care who she does. She could be a psychopathic murderer. You will never hate her. I I could never hate her. (laughs) Agreed. And then finally, you have Jang Juhi, played by Kim Ji Hyun who is a department store cosmetics manager. Due to her timid personality, she has yet to really experience a romantic relationship. Can I just quickly correct myself about Kim Ji Hyun, who is not a new actress. It's her first main role. That's why Ah. you may not remember her from other projects. Mm. Right. Now, extra bonus points (laughs) inserted by uh, Saya here. The screenwriter is the same screenwriter who did Kim Ji Young, born 1982. Which was adapted from but, a book. So, well, yeah. Which was adapted Source by a material. really popular, internationally like acclaimed book at this point. But also, but also, Encounter, which is also <laughs> known as Boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll have to yeah. measure. The thing is, you're meant to take people on their most recent work, right? So true, we can be true, optimistic. True. Plus with this kind of cast... And also, the reason I find this quite funny is because, like, you know, born 1982, that would make you 39 last year, presuming that you had... <laughs> yeah. So, it's, yeah. you know, maybe she's That's writing funny. well in her sort of ballpark kind of wheelhouse. I'm mixing up all of my metaphors. <laughs> also, no, but, like, the trailer looks really good. It does. Um, and it's... I think it's an easier, in some ways, premise to pull off than encounter which was really there wasn't a lot going on there was no plot story. yeah there was just lots of yeah. pretty people it was also pretty I, was tra- I was trying to be kind <laughs> it, it, it was it, but, it, it was also burdened with trying to make an epic love story right. come out of very little material so it was yeah. just it tried too hard setup yeah. without having plot to back it up and you know correct you can't so always do, we, do that. <laughs> how, but in how this case, I hope this? you can. Oh, I just want to watch these three on screen. Honestly, I don't even care. Yeah, like, you know, sometimes you're doing. just like, people's friendships where nothing happens is enough because everything is happening. I hope this is that kind of yeah. drama. And it looks like the trailer really makes it look that way. Like, there's just so much going on in that relationship. You don't need plot. You just need to see these people interact and continue to interact. Yeah, and after like Mellow is my nature and search www, I'm like missing that that slot is empty right now, and I really want something to put to fill it. So I'm excited. Also, it suddenly mm-hmm. struck me that um, this is I'm probably the closest in age to this, and I was like, oh, I, I guess this is relevant to me because I also am not used to how old I am. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm looking at None this game. Actually, maybe this will be relatable in a completely different way. Like if I were much younger and watching this, it would be one way. But being so close in age, maybe it will hit differently. I don't know. Like I say, I'm not used to my age either. Yeah. I am I am reintroducing my motion for you to watch. Uh, well, our motion for you to watch <laughs> Search and Mellow is My Nature, please. It is on the list. And I did start Mellow is My Nature back when it aired, but I forgot about it afterwards <laughs> i mean i can quit but i can just... quit the podcast and watch all the dramas no <laughs> <laughs> that's a devil's bargain we're not doing that listen we anisa and i have already have plans of like tying you up so you can't like escape so it's not 
you know, that's not on the table. <laughs> well, will you tie me up with like a screen with dramas running on it? Because I may. Oh, of course. Ascent to <laughs> that's that. That's a given. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I am really happy that John Mido is, this is her next project. It's, I I was just, I I knew that she would probably stay in drama land, like after the huge success of Hospital Playlist. I I didn't really see her just like receding back to what she used to do anymore. (laughs) She's just too much in demand, but she has the, she had the opportunity to like wait and like get something really good and she got a drama with Sonia Jin as her co-star I mean you couldn't ask for a better pairing right right (laughs) yeah like all of those actresses like dying with jealousy to to have that role (laughs) basically yeah so we are really excited about it really looking forward to it and yes come fast so that was (laughs) 39 which is airing on February 16th. The next one we want to talk about, which I'm so excited for is <laughs> called A Business Proposal. It's airing February 21st, 12 episodes, Monday, Tuesday on Netflix, 60 minutes each. Wow, what perfect length, first of all. <laughs> it stars Kim Sejong, An Hyosup, and So Dina. And here's the premise. Shin Hari played by Kim Sejong, is a single woman, works for a company. She has a male friend that she's had a crush on for a long time, but she learns that he has a girlfriend. She feels sad and decides to meet her friend, Jin Young-so, who's played by Solina, who's the daughter of a Chaebol family. This friend asks her to take her place in a blind date and even offers her some money, so she does it. She goes out to the blind date, playing her friend, and just has the intention to, like, turn off the date and, you know, get rejected. But she's dumbfounded when she sees her blind date because it's the CEO of her company, <laughs> Kang Temu, who's played by An Hyosup. Meanwhile, Kang Temu is the CEO of a company that his grandfather founded. One day, his grandfather informs him of an upcoming blind date he set up for him. He's a workaholic and he's annoyed that his grandfather sets these up for him. So he just decides to marry the next woman who he meets at a blind date. So he won't be disturbed from work anymore. That woman is Jin Hari, Kang Sejong but pretending to be her friend. <laughs> On the following day, she receives a phone call from Kang Temu. He asks her to marry him. This is your cat the trailer <laughs> is hilarious. Yeah. So uh, it's totally like, let's jump into marriage, even though we don't know each other, which I love in <laughs> dramas. So yeah, so basically you have this dynamic where she's trying to get him to dump her and he's like, marry me. <laughs> and neither of them is sincere. <laughs> so it just looks really funny. Yeah, I'm yeah. really looking forward to this. So I think Anissa and I are both like really just a fan of the whole um, contract marriage trope, especially mm-hmm. when it's done well. Like we, we can't be sure that it's going to be done well here, but like I'm just, I, you know, you take the traditional boss secretary uh, thing and you turn it into a contract marriage. This is just so Mills and Boons of the 90s. <laughs> like the moment I saw the trailer... <laughs> I tested myself, Anissa, look up the trailer. This is Wilson Bones of the 90s. And it looks wacky. Like, it yeah. doesn't look like it's played straight and serious, in which case it would just be, like, problematic. <laughs> but it's wacky, and it's played for laughs, and both of the actors look like they're having so much fun, which makes me think that's just going to be, like, a really fun romp. Yeah, I'm a little yeah. surprised. And it's 12 episodes, so you don't have time for, like, severe bad drama in the 
in the fourth quarter, hopefully, you know. I appreciate the I appreciate the length. I do agree with Anissa that romances shouldn't should probably not be more than twelve episodes. You just don't give them time to ruin the thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It basically yeah. takes out the third quarter angst and makes you go straight onto your fourth quarter happy ending. But I am mm-hmm. a little surprised by like the youth of the cast because this is the kind of story you typically see with slightly older actors. Mm, so that's a that, Park Min Young type yeah. storyline. That's true. So that should be an interesting mm-hmm. interpretation yeah. of it, I hope. I'm excited anyway. And Kip, like Sejong is really funny. I forgot to mention, it's adapted from a web novel, The Office Blind Date by Hei Hua. Okay. And one of the screenwriters is Han Sul Hee from the long-running Rude Miss Young A uh, daily drama. Currently on the 17th season. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of their it's flagship extremely shows, long-running. right? Yeah, um, yeah. On TV. Right. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say except, like, put it in my hot little hands. <laughs> I want to see it. Also, like, I am so exhausted mentally right now. Like, this is the only kind of thing I feel like watching. Like, even with, like, The Grid, it looks like a very high-quality drama. I'm sure it's going to be good, but I'm just so tired. Like, mentally, I can't handle the stress of watching anything serious right now. I have had a whole month of, like, not too many K-dramas. I've just read books. So I think I'm ready. I I think I'm ready. I can jump back in. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, I've just been watching Love Naggers oh. <laughs> because I'm so stressed out. <laughs> okay. You know, when I start watching Love Naggers, that's a sign that things are really bad for me right now. <laughs> that's a business proposal, February 21st. And just briefly, we've talked about this multiple times before, but it seems to have another potential air date. Who knows it's actually going to come back, <laughs> uh, if it's actually going to come out at that time. But Flying Butterflies is currently slated for February 21st. Um, and that's the Park Hyun-sun like, hair salon drama starring Kim Hyang-gi, Che Daniel, and Oh Yuna. So we'll see if that comes out. Yeah. So the next drama we have is Juvenile Justice airing on February 25th. It's a Netflix drama, 10 episodes airing on Fridays. And it has a content rating, 18+, plus, violence and profanity. The cast is Kim Hesu, Kim Muyol, and Lee Sung-min. So you have the story, which is Shim Yun-sook, who is played by Kim Hyo-soo, is an elite judge with a prickly personality who hates juvenile offenders. <laughs> After she gets assigned to a local juvenile court, oh dear Lord, she tries to balance her aversion to minor offenders with firm beliefs on justice and punishment. As she goes out of her way to break custom and administer her own ways of punishing the offenders. Is she a vigilante? <laughs> ah, I, this is giving me devil judge vibes, but on juvenile offense. So she's going from hyena to to this, which seems. I have a lot of feelings about this, but I'll wait until you're done. Right, right. Um, synopsis. Okay, so yeah, that that actually is the entire uh, synopsis since it's just airing on Netflix apparently. So we're probably going to get the entire season in one drop. So that we have that to look forward to. Yeah, I don't. I mean, this is a weird case where I love the cast because it has not only Kim Hesu, it also has Lee Sang Min. Mm-hmm. But like this premise makes me really uncomfortable. And like even more so the trailer made me even more uncomfortable because it seems to be pushing the narrative that like, like if you watch the trailer, basically the point of the drama or maybe just the point of her character at the beginning of the show and maybe she's going to have some 
character growth just to, you know, give the show the benefit of the doubt. But it seems to be like what they're saying is because the juvenile system is so lax on children who commit heinous crimes, they never learn their lesson and they need to be punished more severely so that they can get scared straight. And that's just so wrong to me. And so many, it's like saying, oh, well, they're, they're just bad apples um, and we're just letting them get away with murder. And then they're just going to become like worse people at, you know, like, and and I don't know what it's like in South Korea, but living in a country that where like children are tried really harshly for crimes, like, you know, often who are really just served terribly by the so-called justice system when they and, and who like we really need to do better by and we need to help them. Um, and the system is really not doing that for them. Like I can cannot really stomach a show like this if if that's really what it's doing and what it's saying. And I, I can't imagine that. I don't know. It just seems like a really sensationalized treatment with a particular point of view. And I'm just judging this from the trailer, so I might be wrong, but that's the feeling I got. I didn't actually even see the trailer. So that it's definitely a legitimate worry. So, yeah, I mean, we have had a lot of, I think this was one of the things we were talking about last year, about how many extrajudicial vigilante dramas there were. And that trend seems to be coming on to 2022 as well. We are starting with this one. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, the dramas never have the point that go back to the law. The law is your true recourse, which... um, Like it might be a reverse vigilante kind of drama where they start off vigilante and they have to return to them. I would actually be like One of the reasons I... Maybe. Yeah. One of the reasons I enjoyed watching Miss Hammurabi pretty late last year, but anyway, um, was because of that adherence, like why it's important to stick to the law and let the law do its work and be ethical when you're administering justice as a judge, how much responsibility judges have. And every time I, I see one of these vigilante dramas where the law enforcer is the one who goes vigilante, yeah, it's it's like re- particularly hard to stomach. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because their um, entire justification is that the system is broken so we can only work outside the system. But that means that you have no oversight and your own judgment is the only judgment that you think is right. It's And what about all the laws that have been put in place to take care of people who you don't think is the priority? It, it, it's not... It's not that right. Th- and also, yeah. you're in the system. Like you are the system. <laughs> like it's really different yeah. for somebody who's like outside the system and has no power in the system to be like, "Hey, the system is broken. We need to do something." But you're literally the system, and you're just agreed. Uh, uh, it, that makes you the villain. Yeah, it, 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 yes. That makes you the people. That makes you the prosecutors and Vincenzo. It's one of those Netflix dramas that you know completely indie type of show. So I wonder if it's not going to be as simple as we think. And maybe it will go that route the way DP does. If if it does, I didn't get that but... feeling from the trailer. Oh, yeah. I have because the yeah. trailer is extremely heavy handed, and you, you just have Kim Isu with like glaring into the camera and being like, "I hate juvenile offenders." She just like says it over and over. Like she just has such disdain and hatred towards these children. I don't know. It just didn't land right for me. But you know, who knows? We've been wrong about dramas based on promo. It sounds like before. none of us are going to watch this. So if so if our listeners are watching, tell us whether we're right or wrong. Yeah, we'd really be yes, interested to hear what you think. Very much. Yeah, a little baffled by mm-hmm. this one. 
So that was Juvenile Justice airing on February 25th. And before we move on to the next one, we actually skipped over a drama that was Kill Heel. It's a 16 episode TVN drama airing on 23rd February. I don't think we have a whole lot to say about this, but I'll just go quickly go over the cast, which has Kim Hanyul, Lee Young, and Kim Sung-rung. And I think the story is mostly about the power struggles of TV home shopping hosts. There are three <laughs> hosts competing against each other. So on the one hand, you have 39, where it's like a group of friends. And then you have like this competing group of rivals. Trio of women. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of Mark John drama happens thereof. This doesn't seem to be like the uh, search WWW type rivalry, which is not really, you know, bad blood rivalry. This seems more of a, you know, uh, yeah, you weekend melodrama type rivalry. Yeah, I mean, to explain the mm-hmm. title for a moment, this isn't like kill heel in the term, in the sense of kill me, heal me. It, this is like heels, like high heels, and the poster has the heels <laughs> highlighted. You know, yeah, it's the yeah, yeah, the kill heel with like yeah. the stiletto that you can stab somebody with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we have that, and uh, yeah, I I can't say I'm too excited about it. The only reason I brought it up at all was because this has Kim Hanyul, and we all loved her in eighteen again so much and wanted to see her again. So. This is definitely on our radar, but let's see what happens with it. So that was Kill Heel airing on February 23rd. And the last one we're going to talk about this month is Military Prosecutor Doberman, which is coming (laughs) out on February the 28th. That is a 16-episode drama, uh, Mondays and Tuesdays on TVN. And this stars An Bohyun, a.k.a. the winner of the An Bohyun Award for being An Bohyun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in our Goguma Awards, and Joboa. So, Anbohyun plays a character called Dobeman, the titular Doberman, who became a military prosecutor only to make more money and be successful. On the other hand, Joboa plays a character called Chaoin, who joined Dobeman's team to get revenge. So the two have very different backgrounds and personalities, but as they work on the same case... They come to help each other and even grow together as fine military prosecutors. Hmm, not sure how I feel about that last, the last three words there. (laughs) The writer's last credit is Lawless Lawyer, which I really loved. So I don't know if it will be as weird as it sounds. But it's Jobo and Anbohyun. I can't say his name today. (laughs) So it's at the very least it's worth checking out. I don't know. I love the leads, but I hate the premise. I'm going to be honest. I think I would be interested, especially after DP, like any look, like any peek you can give me into military procedures, which you rarely do from Korean dramas, I'm I'm happy to take. So, yeah, Yeah, I guess it depends what their perspective is, whether it's going to be worth watching or not. So she never she never writes something off before it comes out plus they tend to start out as these uncomfortable premises but then the point is that it evolves into something worth giving some depth to maybe sometimes sometimes not always definitely not always (laughs) i like the i like the comments on my drama list like the very first comment is i'm sorry the poster looks stupid Thankfully, I don't think it's the final one. <laughs> oh, I actually thought the poster looked pretty good. I was like, ooh. 
<laughs> no, I mean, I I honestly thought this was about like a where dog. <laughs> no, that's that's the other one. What is it called? The Jiang Dongyun one? Oh yeah, secret? No, um, no. Uh, whatever it was what called anyway. The mutant, yeah. mutant yeah, animal with crystal. Yeah. Search, search, search. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, all right, let's bring this home, guys. So that's military prosecutor Doberman coming out on February the twenty eighth, and that's it for all of our February dramas as well. If you have any thoughts or questions about this episode, please DM us, message us on social media, and you can find us on Twitter. You can find our Dramas Over Flowers account at Dramas Overflow. You can find our personal accounts. You can find me, Saya, at Not Now Saya. You can find me at Anisa Khalifa underscore. You can find me, Borma, at Festa Faster. And you can find us on Instagram at dramasoverflowers underscore. And you can email us at dramasoverflowers at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook. Just search Dramas Over Flowers. And our website is dramasoverflowers.net. And sign up for our mailing list in case you forget to listen to our episodes. We are going to be sending you the episodes directly to your inbox. Don't put us in the spam. Okay. Anisa. <laughs> Dramas Over Flowers is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye.